Hi, my name is Anthony and I'm listening to a Thai football podcast. A podcast about Thai football with great theme tunes. Welcome to episode five of a Thai football podcast, and it's an absolute pleasure. He's back up from his travels, the globe-trotting Rob Bernard, the Rovers return. Rob, welcome back. Cheers, Dale, and thanks ever so much for keeping the hot seat going. Tremendous to listen. No, you're welcome. I was I was getting a bit worried that you wouldn't be coming back, actually. I thought you were having too much fun, Rob. Well, yes. Can I first of all say what an amazing we live in and very privileged we had a, an amazing time it, is, it, it can be draining so plan properly if you're bringing people especially if they've never been before that'd be my tip yeah good good advice that i think we, we can we can probably do a little bit what we, we could actually do that we could branch out into sort of travel podcasts if you like well that that richard barrow's having a bash in it in the evening <laughs> he seems a nice lad yeah we wouldn't be able to compete to be fair so anyway, I, what what can you tell us about your holiday? I know you're doing some shirt spotting. So oh yeah, you, did... yeah, it was good. It was promising up in the up in the sense if you see to get shirts. Uh, disappointing, but uh, obvious when we went, got back down to Bangkok with full of tourists wearing Man United. You'll be eating us off few strokes t-shirts before the gig on the last night of our holiday. They were oh, playing right. at uh, Impact. Yeah, it was funny because I, I I saw that that it was on, but I've not I've not seen any reviews or any reports or anything. It just seemed to go really quiet. So hope it went well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to see gigs here, but the price of the tickets, forget that. Yeah, I mean, I I went to see Arctic Monkeys when I was over last, and I I got a free ticket. I wasn't going to pay the the full whack, but it was it was a good night. And like you say, it's it's great that bands are coming. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, a bit like um, the football teams who sometimes come. Yes. Yeah. Well, we we've had one or two of those at the weekend, um, and coming up now we've got Clive, who was on last week's show. He did a preview of the Leicester City Spurs game, and of course, it never happened. But he's back, and if you're ready, Rob, we can have a listen to what he's got. I did have to hold the phone at arm's length at parts of this interview because he was clearly still quite angry about um the way <laughs> the way everyone was treated on Sunday. So anyway, let's give it a listen. So this is Clive Naggington with his report from the big non-event of the weekend, Leicester against Spurs at Rajamangala. So if you remember on last week's podcast, we were very lucky to have Clive Nagginson with us and Clive was previewing the Leicester City v Tottenham game, which was due to take place on Sunday at Rajamangala. Now, if you've been following the news, you'll realise that the weather played a massive part in getting the game called off. But anyway, Clive's come back. He's got plenty to talk about, even though he didn't see any football. 
And I think he's got quite a lot that he wants to get off his chest. Is that right, Clive? Yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, the whole lead up to the day was all right, actually, until the heavens opened, to be perfectly honest. Um, It was kind of one of those days where it looked like it was going to be brilliant. You know, like I got my ticket uh, at the ground. Um, There was a heck of amount of Spurs fans there. Like I didn't imagine that, that Spurs are so well supported in Thailand but like there was a lot of Thai local Spurs fans and then there was um, people that had come over from Vietnam Hong Kong Taiwan some from Korea to see Hung Min Son um, and it was it was it wasn't busy busy but it was there was there was people there I think you, you maybe would have pushed half full if the weather had been a little bit better so I'm outside the ground. There's Leicester fans that have come. They're doing like a gap year, some of them. Uh, there's some local fans as well from sort of Pattaya and around Thailand. Um, you've got your usual sort of king power entourage um, therein. I think some, they gave some some tickets, as we said in the last episode, to, to some school children. But then sort of um, I went in the stadium quite early, around 3.30, 3.45, um, and that's sort of when things took took a bit of a, a bit of a nosedive, really, because like they, they it's a it's a singer sponsored event, so you couldn't tell. Was it the other way around? Was it a Chang sponsored event and I had singer water? I think that was it. And you, I couldn't take my singer water in. It's like all right, fine, whatever. I'll get some in the ground. And then of course, like you, you just couldn't buy any any refreshments in the ground. It was impossible. There were some entrances. There's no actual kiosks in Ranjamakala Stadium. And considering they renovated the stadium not long ago, um, to actually not put any workable kiosks in the ground, so everything's from a, a fold-up table and chairs is one thing. But then to introduce a cashless app that no one's ever heard of, so there was a, a good one-hour queue to work out how to download the app and top it up. And then there was a good one-hour queue to go get your Pepsi, your Coke, or whatever, you know, food you wanted, complete shambles, couldn't really, I just gave up on water in the end. And if it wasn't for this very helpful King Power employee who got a free bottle of water from hospitality for me, then, well, I'd been reduced to the raindrops that were dripping in off the Ranjan Magala roof, to be honest. So yeah. get in and the, the, the heavens opened, right? But I've seen far heavier downpours for a much more prolonged space of time in the 20 or so years I've been living in, in, in Bangkok. And I get in, and you can see it's settling on the pitch a bit, but also you can kind of see the players in the centre of the pitch are able to still play and the ball was moving, although admittedly down the flanks, down the wings of the pitch, it was holding up. But then, I don't know who's in charge of the groundkeeping of Ranjamakala. Maybe it was his day off. But, like, <laughs> there was there was literally, I'm trying to paint lines on the pitch. Of course, they were disappearing rapidly. So there was, there was no, like, waterproof paint being used. And there was just no real conscious effort to kind of drain the pitch, get the water off the pitch. And it was just kind of, then the coaches come out, and they're obviously worried for the player's safety, you know. And you could kind of see that... It was at that point, you could kind of see it was 10 past five, quarter past five. It was looking like they were looking for excuses to get the yeah. game called off. Now, then 
this one sweeper comes on the pitch trying to sweep the water off. Where's all? Where, I mean, this is how many like games have we played in monsoon season? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen Thailand play a game during monsoon season. I've definitely seen them play the Asian Cup when we played Iraq, Oman, and Australia in the Asian Cup in 2008 at the Ranjamakala, and the opening game against Iraq, it chucked it down. Yeah, so I, I, obviously... I remember I was I was at those games. I think the Australian yeah. one as well. The yeah, it chucked was... it down for the Australia it one. It yeah. chucked it down for the Iraq one. The Oman game was played at around 5pm, and that was nice weather. But, like, it, it just... It was just like kind of they would had experience of, of, of having to handle games at this time of year. Yet the amount of ground staff and the sheer lack of equipment to drain the pitch, fork the pitch, clear the water off it, I just found completely like bizarre, very, very underprepared. I don't know if the, the, the finger there needs to be pointed at the Thai FA the organisers or Ranja Makala, whoever's in charge of, of, of that. But that was just just, just really poor. Chana Tip's actually come out since, and he's actually said the quality of the pitch at Ranja Makala is appalling, considering yeah. it's the national stadium. And then you look at pitches at purpose-built football stadiums like Buriram, the Changarina, I think if we had a similar downpour there, I don't think the game would have got called off because the pitch is clearly a much, a much more higher grade level of turf than what they've got at the Ranjamakala. And obviously, sticking like uh, numerous concerts on the pitch isn't going to help matters either. Yeah. I mean, it's, speak... it's, it's not an excuse. By, by no means is it an excuse for them being unprepared. But do you think the fact that they haven't had any football there for such a long time played a part in it? They just clearly yeah. weren't expecting to have to deal with this, which is crazy when you think about it. But there's it's been possible. such a big gap without a game there that they've probably yeah. forgotten, forgotten what to do. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, there's possibly people that have been laid off since COVID and never have yeah. come back. I mean, having said that though, Dale, I mean, we had a very similar, like, uh, storm in the lead up to the Liverpool Man U game, and it was just as rainy, just as overcast, similar downpour. And Liverpool Man U went ahead. Leicester Spurs didn't. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would, to a lesser extent, but I think there was a lack of commitment as well from both teams to take the risk as well. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, um, which so, is understandable. Yeah, on, it on, is understandable in, in a way, respect. but again, 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 fans are just a second thought, Dale. You know, yeah. I mean, this guy I was speaking in the queue to try and get the refund. This guys that have flown over, flown over Spurs fans that have flown over from Vietnam, and you know, they're not going to see Spurs, Spurs play. But I mean, I got to meet Matt Elliott. I got to meet Jerry Taggart. Uh, I got to meet Emil Heskey in there as well. So David that was Nish. really David Nish. You know, he couldn't make it unfortunately. <laughs> So he said he'll be in touch, but um, right. yeah, he's probably um, still limping from when I kicked him that time. Could be, could yeah, be. Four, forty um, years ago. It does, it does, it does raise the question. I think a little bit, Dale, as to I do wonder, like the commitment sometimes the Thai FA and the national team, and it perhaps does explain a little bit why the national team has hasn't played a Ranjamakala for so long. 
I don't feel the stadium's fit for purpose, to be honest, yeah. anymore. And I think it's possibly been mooted in. You go, go back the years where we had had the, the, the futsal World Cup tournament and they built the stadium that wasn't finished in time. Yeah. And um, the, 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 there is, I think, a call now. If, if now we've got eight and a half teams that qualify for the uh, World Cup from Asia, if Thailand is ever going to stand a cat in hell's chance of getting even remotely close, there has to be a certain amount of consideration into the pride and the upkeep uh, and the general focus on where the national team play and, and the facilities around that. Um, because if we can't get the simple things right, um, the, the dream of Thailand getting to a World Cup or even getting to the last qualifying stages of a World Cup, it's just not going to happen. I think they need to seriously look at rebuilding a national stadium with a roof um, and uh, proper proper pitch technology um, to yeah. take Thailand know, into the 21st I, century. Yeah, I completely agree. I, it, it's funny you should say that because I, I was there when Rajamangala was first built. I mean, they, they wow. built it in time for the, the Asian Games in 1998. And this wow. kind of coincided with the most successful period in the Thailand national team's yeah. history. When Peter Witt was Peter manager, Whip, right? Yeah, took them through the qualifiers. And at that time, you know, Rajamangala was quite, you know, it was the envy of the whole of Southeast Asia. It was this wonderful new stadium. And I remember the first few times I went, I think the first game I went to, there were about 2,000 people there and it was a friendly that got abandoned. But that's a whole other story. But when the the major games came round, it was absolutely packed. The atmosphere oh, was great. fantastic. Yeah. And it, it looked like it was going to be one of the, you know, the premier stadiums. So it's a, it's a shame what's happened looking at the overall picture. But I, I totally agree with you. This is something that they need to look at now. You know, a new national stadium. There is talk, isn't there, that they're, they're building um, a sort of St George's Park somewhere. They've been looking at land. So whether there'll be a new yeah. stadium included in that or not, I'm not sure. But it's it's certainly something to consider. And I, th I think you've hit I mean, the nail on the yeah, head there. You do, you, do, you do look at like how King Power's involvement has been in the, um, the 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 input into youth football within Thailand. They had the Foxes Hunt campaign where they gave away scholarships um, for Leicester University and, uh, you know, uh, training with the first team for a year. Um, that was a documentary that they had on Thai national TV recently. Um, and I think if anything's going to happen in this respect, where there is a, a Thai version of St George's Park, a new new fit for purpose national stadium, then it'd be hopefully that this event has highlighted the, the the need for this, the need for yeah. this investment, and um, if anyone can sort of kickstart that, then it, it's it's top at, at, at King Power and Leicester City that, that that can do that as well. I mean, we're getting to a point where Supernat is is on the verge of perhaps signing a professional contract with Leicester City, you know. So there's clearly a talent there in Thailand, um, and I just feel. We need to take it to the next level. I'm not exactly, you know, the Thai FA. I don't know how much of a of a a front foot they take on these things, to be perfectly honest. But it'd be, it'd be nice if, if something if something could could be pushed through. Uh, yeah. In, in yeah, I mean, it, it could be that this, you know, this. It's sometimes it's it's something like this 
that is is needed in order to kickstart the next the next phase. And so hopefully yeah. some some good will come out of it. Have a good week and maybe speak to you next week. Cheers, Dale. All right. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Clive. And thanks to the interviewer as well. He's, he did a great job there, I think, holding it all together. So, Rob, I mean, I, I know it's not really your scene, these these big showpiece occasions, but you've got to have some sympathy there with all the people who, who fought out for tickets and made the effort to travel. And as Clive said, you know, people were coming in from Singapore, Vietnam, Korea. Um, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's shocking. I mean, I, I, I get how it feels. I do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, with the interview, I get where he's going. I'm not sure how keen they were to play. I really am. I think the job was done uh, as a charm offensive coming out of uh, heavy rain. Oh, we've done our best. Let's move on. Yeah, I, th- I think there probably was an element of that. I mean, I, I mean, Clive again. You know, he makes the point that he's he's has seen games and and higher profile games. I mean, World Cup qualifiers played in in worse conditions. So you know, maybe maybe that is something to mull on mull over. You know, the fact that yeah, they yeah. they didn't want to play, which would be a bit of a bit of a shame if it, if it is the case. I mean, obviously, we can't we can't cast aspersions, but it's it did look a bit. I, I, I was going to say fishy, but then I thought that might be. That... <laughs> well, if there is a club near there, yeah, I think they might as well have played in it. Actually, it's, uh, yeah, but... I, I, the national stadium that Clive mentioned. Um, I, I remember reading about it a few years ago. It was in the pipeline at Summit for Khan. I mean, God knows why they want to move there. The, the one feature of Rajamangala is, is in Bangkok. At the moment, playing up at Tamasa or BG, both great stadiums. Well, getting there is a nightmare. Well, getting home is a nightmare anyway. So whatever they do, I think it should be somewhere very accessible. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it, it's something they do need to get, get to grips with. I, I thought Clive made some really good points about the, you know, about the national team and having a base. I mean, I, I agree, you know, it's, it's nice to play around the country, but I think, you know, for the big games, you know, you need that big stadium, you need to have a home ground and it should be somewhere that everybody can get to and get away from with, with ease, really. So, like I said, like I said in my summing up, hopefully lesson learned and, you know, things yeah. that this, it, you know, it, it, it does quite often take something like this to, to get things to improve. Um, yeah, like, yeah. like, a, a, bit a, like six... a TV deal that's ongoing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's been resolved now. That's that seems to you know we're getting lots of positive um, news in that respect. Uh, I guess yeah, we, just have... ob- we obviously ushered them on there. That was it. We got well, clearly, yeah, they, they were obviously listening, so which is good. I mean, what what should we influence next, Rob? I two well, two sure. blocks in the two blocks in the sixties being influencers. I think that that's a first. Hey, I'm fifty seven. Oh, I'm... sorry, mate. <laughs> that in a few years. <laughs> I, 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 I had a very tough paper out. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, you've obviously lived life to the full there, Rob. Sorry, mate. I didn't realise. I thought you were my age, so. Obviously, a bit well, younger. Talk, talking of influencing, I even got feedback from the poet oh, after the first week, so we have got one listener. Ah, oh, good, good. And what was? I'm guessing it was positive feedback, was it? 
Yes, yes, it was uh, very detailed, just as the oh, family good. were arriving. So his timing was about as good as the weather in Manchester on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, don't mention that. That's a, another sore point. But, uh, I mean, I, I was lucky. I, I went, the day I went to the test, it was glorious sunshine and probably the... I would say the best England performance I've seen for many a year and the worst Australian performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked good from me, me condo with me kind of uh, cheap Charlie beer from seven. <laughs> it was even better in the stands. Even I better bet. in the stands. Yeah. Um, so, I, I believe that you had a similar experience at the weekend as well. Are you not wanting to talk about it? Is it that the scars have oh, not healed down. yet? I've, I've calmed down. I must admit it's been a bit ratty on Saturday afternoon. It's not it's not world-changing. And I get that the local leagues here are for players, well, spectators. But when a team advertises games on Facebook, they're not going to take place. I think it might be a good idea to tell people it's not going to take place. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't a big journey or anything, but I was really, really ready to get back into football and turning up, finding I was on there, coming yeah. home early with the team and feeling a bit of an idiot made it, made it even worse. <laughs> hey, my my sanity's been questioned more than once, so that's not a problem. <laughs> but I think you made up for it on the Sunday, didn't you? You managed to see well, some I football. I did, and I used my common sense. I got to the ground 90 minutes early, confirmed it was on. Lovely uh, venue, airport stadium, which typical Thailand's nowhere near, a near an airport. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just to confuse matters. It's um, up somewhere in the north of uh, of the city. Um, and, yeah, the game was on. It was just a Bangkok Premier League game. The standard wasn't particularly great. The pitch was like reminiscent of the 70s in England. Cutting up, players giving their all, goalkeeping errors. It was tremendous. And cheap beer, a little visit to a market. Incidentally, the lady at the market was wearing a Borough Ram shirt. They get everywhere. They do, don't they? Well, anyway, annoyingly think, so. Yeah. Anyway, I think on that note, would you like to listen to Tim Spear with his preview of Chamboree's season? I'd love to. Okay, it's over to you, Tim. What are the expectations for your club in the season ahead? Well, for Chambry, I think the only thing is I'm really sort of interested in is just to watch some decent football for once and to see them, you know, playing as a team and hopefully they can introduce some some youngsters into the team. Um, yeah, that's it. How have your pre-season preparations been going? I haven't seen any of the team, um, so it's really hard to say. Um, the only thing I can say that they are doing, they're showing there's a lot of fitness being going on for the club. They're talking about players losing weight, which I think would have been good last season. They're talking about play, players getting fitter and moving the ball around. So, yeah, maybe I think that's, that's quite good. They're all down, um, they're on training camp and they're showing pictures of that on um, the Facebook page so yeah I think that that's, that seems okay um, as far as game results are concerned just not important at this stage it's just about getting the team together playing together as a unit and not leaking rubbishy goals What are your thoughts on your team's opening for fixtures? Um, I have no idea who Chumbi are playing in the first four games 
really, you know, I just want to watch the, watch the football. Um, I mean, obviously, I've been a fan for a long, long time. But I'm at the stage where, you know, the opposition would play. It doesn't really matter, does it? You know, like, it doesn't make any difference. I've got a feeling the first four games we're playing are all against pretty decent teams. But, you know, does it matter? It's a whole season that counts. So, I, I, you know, whether we start off well or not, I don't think it makes any difference. What are your opinions on your new signings? New signings, as usual, probably underwhelmed. But, I mean, I think that's, that's always the case until you actually see the players play in the flesh and how they move the ball around. Um, certainly, I mean, I think the first thing is a goalkeeper we've got sounds quite decent, looks quite decent. We've seen him play a few times, so and he's not small. He is actually a normal size for a goalkeeper, so I think that could, that could save us four or five goals this season. Um, as far as forwards are concerned, I, I just want to see them play. I'll make my own mind up then. Um, not interested in YouTube clips, really, of players. What about the players you've let go? Yeah, well, I mean, the players we've let go, the three forwards we've let go, I'd, I'd like them all to stay. Um, our defender, yeah, I'd like him to stay. Um, I like to see players, you know, once you've invested in watching a player for a season, you don't like to see them um, leave. And so, yeah, a bit disappointed, really. I think Danilo was a, a really good forward. Dennis on his day was outstanding. Um, the Korean made one or two good goals um, throughout the season and certainly our defence college at the back was, was outstanding at times. So I think we, we had some decent midfield players and decent players in there. Which players do you think will have the most impact this season and how do you want to see your team play? I've no idea the names of any of our footballers. So um, I just hope as a team we play well individually. I'd like to see some you know, good goalkeeping, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the ball passed around on the deck in midfield. Um, I'd like to see it being played out wide. Um, I'd like to see some one-twos being played. And obviously, you want to see the girls go in, don't you? Um, but I want us to play some nice football. Um, and I'd like to see a bit of tackling going on. Um, so that's, that's all I'm interested in, really. If you could bring back one of your club's former players, who would it be? Oh, that is just a really tough question, the best player. Um, well, my favourite player, I mean, it's really hard to say, isn't it? Thiago, obviously, the number of goals he scored, the way he motivated the crowd, what he was doing, an irritant on the pitch. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a Chambry fan, we, lo we loved him. Um, I'd probably want to thank more than, than any other player for the influence he had on the team and the style of football that we played with him in our team because he was just graceful and superb, a superb footballer. Um, you know, I'd probably quite like to see Warwick back at the moment because I think he has a lot of potential and I think he's our player, you know, he's a Trombley player, so I think it must be Warwick now. If you could give your current head coach and your club's owners one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, yes, current manager. What, what could I, what could I give him? I think, I think just to 
just to make your own decisions and stick with your decisions and don't oh, which ties in with the owner the owner shouldn't have any influence on the, the, the club and particularly family and the, the alcoholic abuse that is given to players I think that just has to stop so that's the advice keep your family out of your business which home and away games are you most looking forward to this season? Home games, which ones am I looking forward to? Well, all of them, of course. Um, probably not the ones on a Sunday. Um, I'd like to, see, like to see Saturday games. I much prefer those. Um, then I can have a beer, um, you know, when we're doing that. Um, away games, obviously I, I like the Bangkok ones. I'd like to make, I'd like this year to get to Chiang Rai or, or Chiang Mai. Um, you know, some, some of the clubs I haven't been to, so I'd like to see those being on a holiday weekend or if not on a Saturday and not on a Sunday because they always seem to be on a Sunday and I just can't get up and back. What do you think of your club's new kits? Who are your favourites to win the league? Who else do you think can challenge? Who's going down? Which team would you most like to beat this season? Who will be this season's surprise package? And what changes would you make to improve the Thai league? Um, new kit. Yeah, I like our new kit. Um, I think it looks really good. I'm really glad that we've got rid of Nike because I think their kits were, 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 were very poor. And I think now, oh, thank you very much. I think now I look, look quite smart. Um, so I think, you know, that's important. Favourites win the league, was only one team going to win the league, isn't it? So there's no favourites there. Um, it should be favourites to come second. And I would have banked class up there for this, this year. Um, yeah, no one else is going to challenge Buran, of course. Who is going down? Um, well... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know who's in the whole competition, so one of the newcomers for sure will go down. Um, which team are you most likely to Well, it's always Buram, actually not on, because they're the team I really dislike the most. Um, I like us to win away at Port, because it's just a great, a great day out. And Bangkok last, obviously, we don't win very often there, so I'd like us to win there. Um, season surprise package, no idea. Um, no idea. No idea which other teams are in it. Um, what changes would like to improve the Thai league? Well, I mean, I haven't got four hours here, um, but I think we just want consistency, consistency across the board, whether it's good or bad, and just want to be the same level playing field, the same rules played week in, week out. Which visiting fans are you most looking forward to seeing at your stadium? And what are your match day superstitions and routine? To be honest, um, which visiting fans are you most looking forward to seeing at the stadium? Um, not Buran, because I think the fans are just like not, they're not very conducive to, 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 to entertainment. Um, most other fans and most other clubs are quite quite good fun um, particularly fans that come you know to the to the sala um, you know and have all their food and drinks beforehand and you can talk to them yeah any of those that do that I think that's great 
um, match day superstitions and routine well I go to the salon I have a beer preferably three beers three is, is, is the perfect number anything more than that I think you can get a little bit out of that anything less than that and it's just a little bit dull so those three beers are just right topped up at half time and one at the end as long as we win that's the, the main routine that we hope finally is there anything else you'd like to add yeah, the only thing I'd like to add is that I really hope that the you know away fans have a really good match day experience when they come to Chambury, and and that's all that. That's all. Oh yeah, and Dale, of course, we will miss you. You know that. Well, that was great, Tim. Uh, Block on my own wavelength, especially in his environment. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm enjoying this, Dale. What have you got lined up for next week? Well, we've got some more season previews. Um, hopefully we've got an interview with someone who's been involved with Thai football for quite a long time. He was um, instrumental in getting some of the early English language content out there. So that'll be on next week. And one or two surprises, I think, Rob. I'm, I don't want to say too much at the moment. I've got a couple of things up my sleeve. So. No, that sounds good. I'm hopefully going to do the customs Tong friendly this week uh, after this has gone out. Uh, before this has gone out, rather, and then uh, try and find a local game as well on Sunday. All right. Well, it'd be good to hear about that when we chat next week, mate. All the best. Yeah. All right, then, Rob. Take care, and I'll see you next week. Hi, my name is Fran, and I'm listening to a Thai football podcast. Everything you ever wanted to know about Thai football and so much more. 